Australia. Good evening, America, and welcome to everyone listening across the planet. Now, before I get started with the show, I just want you to know if you're a woman listening to this show, if you've got a business, you're thinking about a business, you've got an idea for a business, then I don't want you to miss this show today. Friday is one of my favorite days because I get to share it with Annie Gibbons. And Annie, I will tell you about in just one moment. Now, if you're listening live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter, we have Hannah ready and waiting to provide you with the links that we talk about today and to provide, take your comments and feed them back to us. Now, just a reminder, if you want to catch up on the shows you missed, because this is the third in our women's, Secret Women's Business series of shows, I want you to jump on over to YouTube where you can catch all the episodes. You can also find them on Binge Networks, Zondra Networks, Hero Go, and the Tony TV channel. And Tony TV is available on all LG, Roku, and Samsung smart TVs across the globe. And also, you're able to download the app on iPhone and Android. Now, each and every week, we do an important part of our role in acknowledging the special and important role Indigenous communities play in the development of our cultural history. So today, I want to respectfully acknowledge the people of the Yugamba language region, Gold Coast, Queensland, Australia, the traditional owners of the land on which we meet, and I want to pay my respect to the elders past and present and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people here listening and watching today. Now, Annie Gibbons is the most passionate, purpose-driven fempreneur I know. She is a CEO, a global women's empowerment coach, a podcast host, a co-host of a TV series, a speaker, and a number one best-selling author. She is the founder of the Women's Business Incubator, Life by Design, and Women Collaborating Globally. Annie is a digital powerhouse helping to push the limits of what is truly possible and she is positioned as one of Australia's leading voices for women in business and I know that soon she will be the leading female voice in global business. Such is my belief in the power of this woman. Now Women around the world are invited to access Annie's wisdom that's been gained through decades of applying life and business growth strategies. As the mum of two sets of twins, born 26 months apart, I believe Annie can drive the success of your business forward simply by having coped with two sets of twins so quickly. Annie believes the power, freedom and confidence women gain from her coaching programs quickly shifts them from where they are now to where they want to be. And those signature programs include the Women's Startup Incubator, the Women's Scale-Up Incubator, Business Domination Incubator and Life by Design. Now we've talked about Startup Incubator and this week 
we're going to start about uh, start talking about the scale up incubator Annie welcome back to the show I'm so delighted that I get to share you with the global audience each and every week what have you been up to this week <laughs> oh my goodness it's such a delight to meet with you again and co-host this show Tony and what a beautiful intro oh my gosh um I feel empowered to just take on the world totally globally you know just nail it everything I want to do having your words of empowerment behind me um <laughs> I've had an awesome week um I have just been yeah I've got more people coming into my incubator programs from around the world which is so exciting it's just so exciting getting to know where people are at what what challenges they're having you know I just see everything as challenges so while they'll come in and go oh I don't know if I'm good enough oh I've got these big issues I go don't worry everyone has those issues and we all have them in our own way so I actually just love my buzz is just seeing different people join my communities right and um and being able to go right now there's only forward there's only up uh it's super exciting because that's the thing, Annie, and I've had so many of these conversations this week in particular for some reason about women collaborating and co-creating mm. and the power that that has for women in particular. And before we get on to talking about the um, scale-up incubator in particular, there's some challenges for us gals around being in business around starting up and scaling up a business from your perspective and you've seen lots and talked to lots of women across the globe what are some of those key challenges that you see that crop up regularly for women I think the key challenges are actually just starting, you know, being in an environment that actually just supports you. When you get those ideas and you bravely share them, I'd love to start this business, own this business, be a businesswoman, um, be able to achieve a certain lifestyle. It's that are you in the environment that actually goes, oh, yeah, you go, girl, let's do it with you, alongside you, encourage you. So I think a lot of it is actually just the environment, whether that's in their home, but with their partner, family, friends, that they actually relate to them and not just relate, actually back them, you know, because that's yeah. the reality. When you do something new, you don't have all those skills. You know, if you if we did, we'd be in business. So it's actually giving ourselves permission to not be great at something and still believe in our greatness, right, our potential. Absolutely. And so that's what it is. You know, when we do anything at the beginning, women love to just nail things, be control, you know, so whether it's our parenting or how we show <laughs> up or how we, you know, present ourselves, we love having that, you know, we love to build the confidence because confidence is really important to us, but it's always really easy. It's kind of like steps up and then elevator down, you know, if, if someone mm -hmm. crushes it and doesn't believe in you. And mm -hmm. so sometimes a lot of it is around the belief. It's also about actually working out how am I going to have enough seed fund funding? How am I going to have enough money? What does it even take? And then women often default to self-sacrifice themselves. Go, okay, yeah. well, I've got a dream, but, you know, all of my other requirements need more. My husband, my business, you know, his business or, or my kids' soccer lessons, everything else. So while everything is important, I think women being seeing themselves as a, you know, entitled to actually go you know what i'm living this life on this planet what is my potential so environment funding belief 
um, they're, they're kind of key factors. And, and yeah. also to know that society is statistically and historically against you. So you've really got to join a tribe, which is why I've got, why I created the, the women's business which tribe, is- because you suddenly go, okay, um, we know society and your opportunities are against you. It makes it very difficult. So we actually go, that's the way it is, but we're not like that. We can support you through all of those hurdles. So that's the best, best outcome. Absolutely. Annie, the other thing about women is that we are relationship-based. So for us in business, it's important to have relationships with people around us. Yes. That can support us because that's what part of being a woman is we are relationship based and the better relationships and the better supportive relationships we have uh, make our business life better and that's part of the reason why you have the women's business tribe from the at the start Exactly, exactly. Because suddenly people will join and go, oh my gosh, I've, I have found my tribe. I found people who actually get excited about their ideas. We'll be happy to try things and see how they go. Be happy to put them out to the whole tribe and go, what do you think? This logo, that logo, this um, unique value statement that, you know, actually go, gee, these people are positive. They're empowering. They're supportive. They're not competitive. You know, they want me to win. Uh, that is just golden, you know. And I think a lot of people in, around the globe if you're like me in my early days I didn't have that tribe I didn't have I didn't know about these women and I also thought wow those people who've really nailed it are unattainable you know they're just like so important they wouldn't (laughs) want to share anything with me and uh, and now it's actually the opposite you know I work with women dominating in business around the world and I have also you know all my, my main focus is actually people just getting that first idea and starting off their journey and I actually have created a framework and I fully embrace it because I live it and breathe it that women should be collaborating and also just you know passing their their knowledge and their support on to their fellow fellow woman because that's how we're actually changing the future right we've got to be doing things today that are going to result in a future that it is um, automatic that women have 50 percent of opportunities they actually yes. get equal pay they 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 are invited of course to the table why wouldn't they you know these things that we actually challenge today should be issues that are not even mentioned in in the future so for us to be able to do that you know that's why i absolutely love the tribe and i love all my collaborations whether it's book anthologies that Mm -hmm. i'm creating i'm involved with others speaking on summits it's just gold because you actually go oh my gosh you build your networks you learn Mm -hmm. you grow and it's always going to be positive so i think the biggest gem and we've both we both preach this a lot is actually just collaborate over compete you know there's enough business for everyone there is You'll, you will just personally, not just professionally, you'll personally just blossom, skyrocket your potential just by being nested in that right environment. And the other thing is to point out that they get your time and your expertise, particularly in the women's business tribe, because Annie is there in that tribe all the time, <laughs> answering questions talking to people and helping the gals that join. Um, Annie, today we wanted to talk about the scale-up stage of business. So when we talk about scale-up, where are you in business when you reach the scale-up stage? Okay. There's no definitive place, but generally you're at that 
stage where, you know, growth is generally you seen as uh, a bit of a linear process. So you, in the startup phase, you're trying to just do everything yourself. You've, you've basically got a, you know, a, uh, a, what we call a minimal viable product. You've got something that kind of works. It's out to market and it doesn't have to be squeaky clean. All right. Mm -hmm. So you've got a website, you've got some communications happening. You're telling people about your product or your service. And even though you haven't got everything sort of automated, fully functioning, you know, you've spent that usually first year. So if I looked last week, we were talking about startups. So we went from yes. idea to launch in six months. And then I really like to just consolidate that down for at least a year. Now, it mm -hmm. could be longer. It could be two mm -hmm. years, three years. But at some stage, you're going to hit a wall. And the wall will happen because you're wanting to, one, um, grow and also scale. So to grow, these people usually, they're, they're at that stage going, oh my gosh, like I've been going pretty well now. I'm getting a bit more confident. I usually am around about 100K. So that when, you're, when you've got 100,000 revenue, you go, I can definitely quit my day job. This can be my main gig. And then you think I want to grow. Now a mm -hmm. risk at this stage, we've got a few risks. One, yeah. you've got to have uh, cash. You've got to have invest. You've got to have a little bit of funding to invest in new you, new business, yes. right? So you've got to then have a bit of a nest like you did when you started your business. You have what we call seed funding, all right? Mm -hmm. So you had that to start. Well, around this scale-up time, around that 100K, you've actually got to go, oh, okay, I now need to not just scrape everything as a profit and be able to learn to pay me and all those sorts of things. I actually need to then go, okay, now I'm going to start investing a little bit in my, mm -hmm. you know, in my marketing, my automation, my, you know, replication, uh, a little bit of staffing and things of that nature so one we've got to have cash we've also got to be worrying about our risk is cash flow while we do that you're suddenly changing your recipe so you've got to have cash to invest cash flow coming in you've also got to be aware of bad debts because if you don't watch that while you're suddenly focusing on your new exciting scalable future you can then suddenly have um, some you know money not coming in that you expected to so you've got to get better at that because you're going to get more more accounts, more more uh, sales coming through. So I think when you think of growth as being linear, as I said, it, you sort of think if I put some more resources into this business, if I actually put some more capital or I've put some more people or I put some more tech, then the business will come back to me. It's kind of a main concept. If I put more mm. in, doesn't more come out? And yes, theoretically it does. But that it also allows you just to have a lot more to manage, right? And so the secret of scaling is actually going, how do I get um, grow exponentially at the right rate, all right, because you can grow too quickly? How do I do that exponentially yeah. with the minimal amount of of spent the minimal amount of effort for the maximum return and so that's where we actually do need that money to be invested because we start looking at all those things we started to put in place and you've got happening in in reasonable levels in your yes. startup business but then suddenly you go oh my gosh you know an example is a client I had the other day who you know she missed something because she was out delivering you know dropping off you know postage of her products and services and you go okay if you 
you're at this stage and you're 100K, instead of her having the week, the daily run to the post office, she needs to have a drop ship situation that that, that, that um, sale came in and that product is dispatched because her, pet, her, her time, her effort, her waiting, is that her best value? Now, that's okay up to 100K because you're it right yes. you're you're usually doing everything and you know we all know we spend more hours than we say we are <laughs> we love it so much so when you talk about return of investment you go I'm 40 hours even though you're working like 90 uh and some of that might be actually things that you don't even notice you're actually out yeah doing postage you know manually doing certain tasks manually mm-hmm. sending emails to people instead of having an automated process and so it's all those systems and processes that you've done and they kind of work. So it's kind of like it's not broken, but to scale, I want to know that she's not losing that time and effort, that you've, she's got things in her business that will then work for her so she can be doing more business. She can actually yes. start. So while we at the beginning of business startup, we do 100% of everything. Our goal by the time we get to next week's discussion is that we're actually yes. our top 20%. So I'd say in scale up phase, you're kind of around that 50, you know, and so what's going to happen there is you're going to suddenly have to um, trust others and trust I your know. technology and this is so hard because it's your baby and then if we start talking about all the requirements which are employ someone even if it's a casual mm. oh my gosh it does your head in kind of go what if they don't do it right what if mm-hmm. they you know have a different way of explaining something what if they don't get my pitch perfect you know whether it's a sales manager someone responding to your emails as your pa it yes. makes when you talked before tony what is the biggest hurdle often it's just that yes sense of lack of control that just sends you into a tailspin and then that actually i call it putting on the handbrakes right you're all excited Mm. but i don't want to i don't want to let go of any of it so i'll just keep doing it all and then you're at major risk of burnout absolutely and that that is a big risk in this stage of business is that burnout um and i'm sure from your years of experience you know that there are ways to have employees that um help your business so for instance a part-time employee or a contractor or Mm -hmm. i work with a company that does the hiring and the (laughs) everything does everything for you including the payroll and all the rest of it all i do is pay them and i have that staff member so Mm -hmm. there's lots of options for women that that you may not know about and this is why annie created this scale up incubator stage so that you can have access to the tips and tricks and wisdom that she's gained over decades because you don't have to always do it so tough and when we talk about automation uh, once you start to ease into automation and start to trust the automation, it really does give you value and time back, doesn't it? It gives you so much time back. It's sort of almost like it's too good to be true. You know, this person, you know, just enrolled in my incubator and all of a sudden they get their welcome email for me. And I've already pre-planned that. So from time, it gives me time back, but it also just is a delightful process. It's better customer service because, you know, whether it's, um, you know, 
enrolling in my online program or whether you've actually just bought something from an online shop, mm-hmm. um, whatever it is that you're doing business with, the, the most immediate the response and the most sort of prepared it is and the most tailored and consistent it is actually yeah. is also way better for the customer. So rather than you thinking in the early days, oh, okay, something just came in, I've got to respond to them, but then I got a bit busy because I had to take my kid to mm. you know, ballet classes or do something, you know, so I'll then get back to them. And then I got back to them. I got so excited, I sent them three emails the next day. And then I forgot <laughs> a little bit, so then I sent them one five days later. Whereas that's it, once you've got automation, and some people go, oh, but that's less personal. You then no. learn how to write them in such a beautiful way that you then, we do, we sit down in the incubator and go, what is the customer journey? What do they want to receive at this time? It's like a little map, day? isn't it? It's you can actually map it out to go when they purchase something this is what i want to happen this is the message that i want them to get and i want it to happen as within an hour of a purchase or immediately on a purchase so automation gives you the the rules i guess to set up your business the way that you want to that is uniquely you and that comes from a place of i actually want this message to go to you about this at this time and it just gives you back time whilst looking after people in a way that you want to from your business perspective I think at the beginning, you, you we're all focused on the perfect customer, you know, the perfect avatar, as we call them. Who is yeah. this person and I want to do business with them? The next sort of scale, scale up phase goes and says, I want every single person to have the role. To feel this way. Treatment. I want everyone to feel this way. I want mm. to know that because it affects my brand, it affects my quality and my service, but it, it's massive on customers' experience. And that's what yeah. I, is one of my total passions. I want to know that every single customer has a fantastic experience above and beyond because in many businesses that actually is your unique value, that someone else took time, someone else lost your order, someone else didn't understand you, someone else you told them something and and it didn't get taken up, you know. And for you as the customer, once you start thinking more on the customer's journey and actually getting that, then it doesn't matter. You can then have someone assisting you with your, you know, your, um, you know, bookkeeping or your um as as your PA but all of your systems and automations will work irrespective of who it is it doesn't have to now be Annie or Tony it can Mm -hmm. actually it just works and also as you then start to scale big you start thinking of a way of going okay the beginning the first 12 months or so it's all you so you've only got so many hours in the day Then we start the early scale up. So we're actually looking at automation to sort of grow. We get excited. What if I went from 100K to 200K? Oh, my gosh, that would just be crazy. But I actually start moving you towards that domination mindset of seven-figure mindset. So then it actually says, well, what what happened if anyone in the world bought your product? What do you have available for them? You know, how how do you um, show up on every single platform and it's everything consistent? And also, as you do more... More and more things because yes you grow scaling is just growing exponentially so yes. as you grow and you offer more things you have to have what the consistency so it doesn't mean that on one you get this perfect rolls royce experience and then you get something else which which we know is all a new product new program yeah. new service yeah 
customer doesn't know that. So they then get something and that second choice was terrible. Now, what do we want in business? We want lifelong customers. It mm-hmm. takes three times as hard to get a new customer as to keep the one you've actually got. Mm-hmm. And so we need to love them to death. And I do. I love yes. all my tribe so much because one (laughs) make my heart sing but two why wouldn't I why wouldn't you just love what's in front of you so an example of this is you know I've just been running a company that you know then had its first fundraiser so you have a national fundraiser or a global fundraiser well on that fundraising journey there were 52 different little emails whether you started, hesitated, stopped in the shop, didn't donate, didn't donate it, but all your friends didn't donate. There's all <laughs> these moments that in the journey, and it's so it's it's a fundraising journey, but it's also a customer journey. Did they get stuck in the shop and they forgot to come back? Did they mm. you, know, you notice they put something in the shop and then they took it out? So actually did they does that mean they're hesitating? Do they not like it? What is the analytics on that? You know, all those sorts of things you actually want to spend more time. So I think in that scale-up phase, we're also freeing up time, becoming um, replicatable, reproducible to the same quality. And then we're also spending time analysing our data. Because you free up some time, you're then able to then go, yeah, where are most of my customers coming from? You know, is there a is there a theory here? Should I even go and research them a little bit more? What does my data tell me about these these clients? And then be able to you know invest back in making that better. I'm a massive fan for always going with your strengths rather than you know obsessing yes. around your weaknesses. And so yes, you can tweak those. Or if you've identified a real weakness now that you're shining in one area, one area is just driving you. You're crazy. not really great. That's your area that you probably want to outsource. And then we then look at all those options. So once again, the risk of failure is always there, right? We need to be really honest and true to that. So rather than, you know, then going, oh, I need to employ someone full-time. Is it part-time? Is it casual? Is it an outsource? And then we also look at, are you going to need this person for a short period of time, for example, uh-huh. to build your automations? Mm-hmm. Um, but is that an ongoing requirement? Once it's functioning, it might be a different recruit to manage, mm-hmm. you know, your newsletter content or uh, following yeah. up people. And so your business will start changing. You really start looking at it more from that next little bird's eye view rather than being in it. When you're in it, you're just madly scrambling and it's working and it's so exhausting and so exciting and so stressful. And it's like (laughs) all of those um, things. All those things. So the scale up actually allows you to take that moment to go, all right, what if I don't do absolutely everything? What do I then start to relinquish? And then also how do I become more efficient and effective and consistent? And then what if I was even away? So we then start looking at, you know, what are the main risks? to your business you know if you disappeared if something happened because you've now got a decent sized business right and so it's not as if you can go oh sorry just shut down the shop for a little while I'll open it up again in a little while you know you've got you've done a lot of work a lot of blood sweat and tears there so you want to make sure that everything just keeps going absolutely Annie, why is it so important, particularly in this stage, to have the right information, education, support and knowledge? How much does that impact 
on how well you'll do and how well you'll manage. I, I from my perspective, it's it's just as important as the business itself is having oh. the right knowledge and support. It's absolutely huge because it stops you from having to have, you know, you will always have learning experiences, but it stops mm. you from having those significant ones that you didn't need to have, right? When you employ a coach, you join a program, you're into something that is a lot of business is, you know, uh, bread and butter to someone else. They've lived that yeah. journey. Someone like me, you've had 30 years, you've been running companies, bits and pieces. So things that we just do automatically, you don't know and you don't know what you don't know. And you back, but you want to go, okay, well, I'll try it. So there's a lot of waste. There's a lot yeah. of, there's things and I'll have people even hesitating to come into my program. So I go, oh, I've already, you know, I've given out, I've tried other things. So they're, what they're saying is I've already had so much drain and I haven't even got yes. going. So there there's financial waste, there's a lot of time, there's energy. You've also mm -hmm. been hurt more because you've tried oh, things. Yeah. Other people have told you so the emotional baggage increases because you're then sort of trying to still um, tell people you're going to be successful but you actually your belief has been crushed yes. and yes. that's, that, that is totally recoverable but that impacts you so you've got all these things happening so when you the the ideal situation is that you have enough enough seed funny to actually start even from startup to actually yes. you know the dream person is so well set up that the scale is quite easy the reality is most people don't have that and that's completely no. understandable right who's just sitting there going oh yeah i've got so much money i'm just going to employ someone for every little part <laughs> perfectly it's like, yeah. oh, man, I want to be that person, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, everyone yeah. else hates you. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, we we do what we can, but this is your time that you go, okay, I actually know that I haven't, I, I don't have 100% confidence about every single aspect of my business. Did I dot mm. every I? Are there areas that I'm unaware of that are now holding me back that someone else mm. in business goes and says, oh, well, that's going to be a risk, that's going to be a problem, You or you're exposing yourself there or you're not capitalizing in this time because you don't know when is the time to put down the pedal you know so yes. is it now am I ready to scale or I do I have to do some more things which is why in my scale up program I actually include the startup program because that'll yes. be you want to have that I'm starting to scale and then if there's an issue we go back to the startup and we Start got up. all those guys because you so you you know all of it is a dynamic journey that you're just strengthening all of those things that you could have done perfectly at the beginning and you're flying mm. through or yes. you actually go okay so that's when you said when is the time it depends on how um, well they've done the beginning parts and there's never to be any um guilt or shame no rules, is embarrassment that? on any of that because let's face it you know you just suddenly go you know we had a global pandemic i suddenly went what am i passionate about yes. passionate about making a jewelry i'm going to learn online how to make jewelry and now i'm selling it and i've got no idea what i'm doing but suddenly people are buying my things and so you and that's great you know, and that's awesome. And then you go, okay, another tutorial, how to get an online shop better and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. We all just grow organically, most of us, you know. So yes. if you're in that place, oh, my gosh, you know, you need to go to have a have a giggle at yourself from all the stress and the negative stuff you said to yourself because most yes. people like that so what we do at scale up is actually we go and say all right no more excuses for us to scale if you really want to scale and continue growing but you mm -hmm. want to grow at the right rate because you don't want to grow suddenly and then have all these um, yeah. expenses 
you know, such as provisional tax. I don't know if they have that globally, but in Australia, if you've had a great year, maybe you were just mm -hmm. booming and then you went, I'm ready mm -hmm. to grow more. You can suddenly get hit with a tax bill because they think you're going to do the same in the next mm -hmm. year and you might not. And this can actually bring people down. So what yes. a coach does, Tony, is actually, you know, and being in a program that's got it all done for you and does it with you, yes. actually just gives you that confidence, goes, I'm not going to get blindsided by anything. Everything I'm aware of, and I also don't I have know. to do it now. I can do it whenever I'm ready, in my mm -hmm. own time. It's all online. And then that's it. You drop into the coaching sessions, of which I've got about like 30 in a month. You know, you've just got Yay. a lot of so you just drop in whenever you're ready. You send back your homework. You send back your templates. You ask for something. And um, and then it just happens. And then what happens is over that year, you go, oh, my gosh, I now, even if I'm confident to then know who to employ, what my needs are, what my yeah. risks are, you know, all the things that might not sound as exciting. But I tell you what, if you don't nail them, you have a very short period of excitement and then you crash and burn. And yeah. you know, that is the reality of business. And we want in all of my tribe, in all of my coaching. We want them all to succeed. I want success. I want raving success. I want people go, oh, my God, why didn't I do this 10 years earlier, 20 years earlier, which is actually yes. really common, which comes yes. back to my journey, right? My journey would have yes. said, oh, my gosh, well, you know, I used to be like this and everyone shot me down. You know, my only regret is, yeah, I could have done that so much earlier if yes. I had a five, if I had the program, but I didn't know and I was intimidated. And so, yeah. you know, you go a different path, which obviously worked out for me. But, yes. you know, uh, it's always nice to say. You want to prevent other female entrepreneurs from from having and getting into some of those pitfalls and your um your um eyes and help will also help them avoid some of those those and sometimes yeah. you can't see what you can't see you need that external eyes or that that external thought to go oh gosh i hadn't thought about that but oh that might make a real difference in my business you learn to when you're experienced, when you've been doing this, you know, in a in an executive way, we call it yes. being up to read the game, read the room, read the environment, know things. Yes. Because we are at that stage that we're working in our top 20%. So we are able to just foresee. We've seen not only things happen in our career journey, um, mm -hmm. I'm able to then go, when you coach thousands of people, you go, I know all their journeys. And then you go, okay, so I, you just have a lot of experience. So when That's someone... Right under your situation i can't guarantee this will happen but i can say you're at the likelihood right. my experience says this is your yes. red flag and so it doesn't matter you know even a you know a top athlete goes and says they get to read the you know because they're so confident they're so fit they're so capable they actually get to read when other people are fatiguing when other people are doing things poorly and they capitalize right and so yes. it doesn't matter there's they're principles that actually allow, you know, you as the coach to go, oh, okay, so your, you know, your next challenge will be, you know, do this and do that. And I have people in my program all the time going, can I jump to step five? And you're like, no, <laughs> you can, but, and it's but. Fun. I agree. It's a lot of fun. Who doesn't love marketing? And, you know, <laughs> but you know, my experience is if you focus too much there and don't do this, this is your risk. And then they can choose to take it or not. And because yeah. they're in the program and everyone else does it, you're they go, still okay, gonna... 
I'll do it and, and you'll do it for the right reasons. So uh, the value of a coach, it is it is their, their, immense. Wisdom, their wisdom, their experience and uh, it is immense. And, you know, even I, I have co- I have a coach. Yes. You always want to be coached by someone who is just be that a next, bit. not just one level up, you know, two or three or five, yes. you know. Yes. So, oh, my gosh, in your area that you relate, you go, oh, my gosh, like, that I want to learn from them. Now, you can't do exactly like them. You won't be no. there, but you will, um, with the right coach, they'll be able to just put the breadcrumbs and um, and also just the, the ideal coach is the one who actually doesn't, it says it's, you know, some things are law, some things are requirement, and a lot of things are a bit of a grey. You've got to make it your own mm. so learn principles and then mm. apply them to your context, your personality, your leadership style. Because yes. once you start moving in this phase, one thing, a big thing is going to be culture. You know, what does yes. your what does your brand represent? What do you represent? Mm. And when you start getting other people out there, whether it's a sales manager or you know someone PR or mm. someone sending your emails, your your culture is super super important. So yeah, um, so, and I was just going to say, I've been, before coming on the show today, I'd been in an, um, a, a Zoom meeting with um, C-suite executives talking about this very thing. And I just wanted to share with you something because um, I thought it might be helpful for our, our listeners. And it was around culture and, and, and teams. And the comment was that it's... Um, your power is in your people and that relates to the culture that you build within your business and it was about empowering your team to be part of your vision and part of where you want to go with the business and it links to how you start to think about culture and how you want your company or your business to be perceived in the marketplace isn't it Absolutely. Your people are gold. You know, I've just finished up in one of my businesses and it's been really interesting finishing up there and hearing what people say. And sometimes it's not your, you know, all of your achievements and your accolades. It's actually just, you know, that I was inspirational leader that I believed yeah. in them, you know, yes. that I trusted them, that I they were able to really excel in their space. And so a lot of um, a lot of culture, which is why you then need to have all those other things that you don't have in mm-hmm. a startup onboarding programs. You need yeah. to have policy and procedure manuals. Yes. You need to be clear about what your vision and values are because you know them anyway. But if someone else does, do, everyone in your business needs to start thinking and understand the same exactly what you believe so it is replicatable right Mm -hmm. and so one of the biggest things is um i think employees of any kind you know they love to be um part of something bigger valued and they want to have that autonomy you know they've got that skill that experience they want to have autonomy when you're the boss you want to have control so it's that giving someone else a new autonomy to be themselves, but you also want to be in control in a good way and a, and not in a bad way. So in a good way, you control your vision. You can, you know, working towards that, your strategy, yes. values, are the way your business shows up, the way other people receive any yeah. bit of information. You become like micro, this is my 
total baby and I yeah. and I want it to be stronger and stronger and stronger because that's what brand value is, right? Yeah. Um, depending on who's working with you. And eventually that brand has to be, even if you left, do you have a business that is, you know, st- strong enough Stand, to do that, yeah. right? Stand alone um, and def- or we could start talking franchisable. And so... You then also don't want to have too much control because that trust word has to kick in. You have to go, I've employed these people and I trust them to do their job. When you start micromanaging, they're going to get frustrated. There's going to, it's Mm. going to be narky and you're then not getting the benefits in that scale up phase that you wanted to do because so there's, there's a fine line there, but culture, I tell you what your people are so much so that I love it. Um, I used to, you know, a lot of people, yes, you do lead from the front and you practice Mm. what you preach and bits and pieces, but I actually also then go, I do that. And then I whip around the back and I actually just sit and I watch and I assess and I monitor and I just make sure that my team are actually pushing themselves out. It's kind of like they've got this force that if you've got the framework underneath them, they will actually excel. They will blossom. While you're always there, you're capping them. So it's that trust. You can only go at the back when you trust they're not going to go rogue. All right. Otherwise, they're (laughs) hurting Herding cats, as we say. So a lot of people think they've always got to stay. Well, I'm the leader of this company. I'm the CEO. I'm making things happen. And then, yes, that is, that's okay. But but your staff are so important. Companies actually go, there's that fine tune is totally you are the biz, but you really love that team. You support yes. that team. You empower them to yes. be the best of their themselves and their skill set for the business and yeah. that will make all the difference because yeah. then they start treating it like family right it's the difference of i just do my day job that when you pour um you know support and belief um into, into your, your team oh my gosh like they go above and beyond which is yeah. lovely not that they have to but they want to no, no, no. and that helps your culture because they just go you know that's a delight to me as as a ceo yeah. i then go oh my gosh you know one of my um one of my colleagues or um presented somewhere and they go they were such a delight because they said all the you know they spoke the same language you know mm-hmm. they had the same passion they had the same energy so you've mm-hmm. got to start in the scale up you start identifying what all these things are in the startup yes. sometimes you go well it's me um and so it's- you haven't unpacked that and it might not be necessary but in the yeah. scale up phase it is very necessary because once you decide you will trust that person, how do they show up and what are the potential cracks and how do you support yeah. them rather than hold them back? How do you support them? It's all about enabling your business and your people to be able to achieve next level success. Yeah. Annie, I'm curious with um, all your um, decades of experience, I'm curious if you've got a quick little story around how culture impacts the way a business performs. So in other words, have you come across some a, a business or, or, or someone you've worked with where the culture was toxic and in turning around that culture, it completely made the difference in the business? Oh, I have so many experiences. Yeah, I with thought that. so. <laughs> uh, 
one of them was back, you know, a couple of decades ago when I was a nursing teacher, you know, there was one, you know, the person who was the head teacher actually yes. only gave out enough information so that people could kind of do their job, but they never felt really confident because she always had to then come in and save the day, you know, and mm -hmm. say, oh, my gosh, I'll do it. And so it was this way of her feeling that, oh, they they need me, I'm running things. But the, the staff were always just a bit, a bit confused. They didn't feel empowered. And eventually they're just, you just do what's required. And you feel like I'm always going to fail. I, when you don't have yeah. that, you go, you know, and eventually you then leave because you go, well, it must be me. Maybe I'm not, mm. maybe I'm missing something. I had another environment where we had a fantastic CEO and everyone mm. was happy. So the whole team, great culture success story. The new CEO came in and, and a lot of leaders do this. They suddenly act like, oh, thank God I'm here, you know. And so, you know, I need to change everything. I need to put my flavour on it, this and that. Well, when a business has already got that and the people are living and breathe it, sometimes a good leader actually just sits there and assesses the motion. You might fine-tune some things but you don't suddenly change it so suddenly coming in with a whole different culture which then mm. um what happened was within 12 months like 80 percent of the staff had actually rolled over which is a really sad outcome because they've then gone oh. Oh, i'll go somewhere else because i don't understand the new culture how did we change was what we were doing not right you know it mm. gets using uh that they, they lose confidence they don't feel like they're gelling as a team um yes. and so these sorts of factors you know you think they're not very big but they're absolutely huge if you look at when there is a change in a business what the on yes. effect that is and it, whether it's three months six months 12 months uh you start looking at cycles of businesses you know and even mm -hmm. at my level if i was employing even as some someone in c-suite i'd go and say well you know how many, what percentage of their staff stayed within a period of time? You know, what was that retention rate? You know, mm. not that you have to keep everyone because some people should go on to other things. Yeah, but and do other things. Buy something, you know, what is actually happening there? Or not just your KPIs, what are the KPIs of the team so that they really own those positions? So there's a lot of factors that I, I see in lots of mm. businesses that it's often change which doesn't equate with what the message that you're given it's confusing it's disempowering it's devaluing yeah. um and those sorts of things have massive effect on a business because the yeah. person goes why am i here and while we want our why you know our why is our you know reason to yes. get up and breathe every day and get excited about all of our business your staff need to have that why too you know and it has to be consistent and congruent with you know who you are what the company stands for and also what their value every person mm. there is getting a value you need yeah. to make sure that that value stays there so therefore even once we start getting further along the line we'll then start talking about you know um, making sure um, our, our our staff continue learning you know what mm. what support do we have that they continue being happy and growing um, yes. otherwise they'll get bored as well so there's yeah. many aspects to business that you don't think you know you what happens on the entrepreneurial journey rather than when you're yeah. in all of those stages are put in place in some hr department whereas when it's yes. you they go it's oh like oh, right. i haven't done that you go oh i haven't done that or i employed oh, I didn't think about that great for a year and then they suddenly left and you go oh because they were great and they loved the first six months but then you took took advantage of them or you didn't mm -hmm. you didn't praise them you didn't recognize their their wins you did they weren't feeling the love whatever it is and they can and not everyone communicates well and that's really sad yes. because 
You need, yeah. So culture, I totally agree with that last meeting you had. Your team are absolutely your gold. And, uh, you know, the stronger you make your team, it's exponential, right? Actually, it's it's synergistic, you know, so the sum of those parts is total synergy. So you will just, you know, gives you that potential to be exponential in the results that you have. Fantastic. Now, Annie, before we run out of time, I want to talk today about um, the Women's Business Tribe and in particular the scholarships. And I'm not sure if many people realise just how passionate you are about women and scholarships. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just, yeah, as I get older and more successful in my business, I really want to give give back. And I want to give back to those women globally who are in situations that they go, yeah, that would be really nice to do a program, a startup program or a scale-up program, but I actually will just never have those funds. So while you can pay in payments and things like that and tell you what it's the most affordable program you're going to get, uh, it can still be a barrier for some. And I'm talking about usually in um, third world countries people who might have been you know just coming out of you know domestic violence issues you know Mm -hmm. that they've got they know they're capable but they just don't have those funds so I actually give um, away in my scholarship program $300,000 worth of scholarship in my program Per year it is pretty cool and so I have people I've had a lady just um, just joined from Botswana and another one from Trinidad I've got people coming in and so there's an application process that you just pre- pretty much there's full scholarships and there's partial scholarships yes. and you can apply just go to women's biz it's really simple it's really simple you pretty much just send me a cover letter and your resume and tell me about your situation and then I'll assess that with my team and uh, based on available positions of which they are still available positions you'd be <gasps> welcome you would seriously start like tomorrow if you how exciting and, uh, so it's really exciting and I actually love that because we as successful business women we, you know to have that joy to actually be able to give that leg up to someone you know oh. and, and those people are often you know the best students because they're like oh my gosh this changes my my world my mm-hmm, mm-hmm. me personally my family sometimes your community you know mm-hmm. it's just got this domino flow and it affects generations after you because you then become definitely who actually your children and grandchildren will go yeah well that's right I had this role model and so I think that's really important as well rather than just go well like I would do absolutely everything but I can't like genuinely then yeah. just reach out to me i'm so easy to find and definitely come to womensbiztribe.com you'll get you'll see the prospectus there you can apply online and uh and our process of assessing them is actually very quickly basically they're there until they run out and Mm. so jump on that opportunity we would love to have you join us and And uh, i would encourage women who are listening and even if you've just got the glimmer of a business idea Grab one of these scholarships, particularly in the startup incubator, and get started. Just so get you started. Just don't know what you can create until you take that first step. And it's so simple with Annie and the team providing a really simple conduit or way to get you into the program. And then you're off. Then you're, you're up and off. running. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And then you do it in your own time, around your own circumstance. And that's why I don't have a generic model that go in and do this, 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 finish in a certain amount of weeks. Because no, you know, I'm a, I'm a mum who had five kids, including two sets of twins. I had to juggle different lifetimes, um, responsibilities, requirements. And so that's exactly why I've set it up that way. You're never going to get kicked out. You can do it no. in your own time you have your own pace based on how confident you are how long it takes you to achieve all of those goals and there's no competition in that so it's no. absolutely wonderful I also want to reassure everyone there are no hidden costs there it's not as if no. I'm going to say oh then you have to buy the textbook and then you have to do this or yeah, that no, absolutely it's not receive a scholarship of any kind it's all included and you pretty much just join the tribe um, and join the incubator program with your your fellow your entrepreneur Fempreneurs, as we call Absolutely. them. Absolutely. And then who, who want to join You get to chat to Annie. You get to chat to Annie all the time. I know, I know. That's right. You know, constant <laughs> chat, constant excitement, constant woohoo moments. I am into celebrating small wins all the time. We don't yeah. wait for the grand day. We just go, no, what have you done today, this week? Yeah. And we get all excited about it. And you are just going to love it. You're just going to love the energy and the, the vibe support. and the support. You're going to feel so nested and so loved. And, you know, for me, that's why I call myself really a holistic business coach because I just yeah. see the whole woman. When you come to work, women don't come and just, check out a life and and then do a bit of work and finish. Yeah, there's there. lots and of stuff going on. Asking, thinking, we've got so much happening. And so we work around that. It's actually the whole woman comes to the table and we mm -hmm. then go, right, how can we in your circumstance just help you to thrive? And there's stepping stones or little little baby steps that all add up uh, every single day. For those who also want to just check it out or come and even just meet me and have some chats, just yes. go on to is tribe.com you can you can have a free month just pop into any just little webinar that i'm having have a look you know have a feel meet some people and then it's only ten dollars a week anyway like how seriously. affordable is that so affordable so you can just jump in you know have a little look you're not going to be asked for much you can then keep coming and then you'll also get a feel and you'll really see the difference in the exponential growth of those who are actually doing the programs so um you know but you don't want to miss amazing. that either, so. amazing Annie Gibbons, we are almost out of time, but I want to tell the audience that next week we get to talk about Dominate. And that is truly the place where many female entrepreneurs want to get to. So I encourage you not to miss our conversation next week. Annie Gibbons will be back from the Women's Business Incubator. And we'll be talking about her course called Dominate. Um, and don't forget to jump on to the Women's Business Tribe check out get to me annie get to chat with other people in the team get to chat to other women see how you feel if you don't come away feeling supported and encouraged then that's okay but i dare you to jump on and get involved with the women's business tribe because you will find it really really helpful annie gibbons thank you so much for being on the show again this week i can't wait to next week when we get to talk about 
dominate. And in the meantime, please, if you're listening across the planet, I want you to jump on and take advantage of those scholarships. They're there only until they run out. So jump on, jump in quick. That's womensbusinessincubator.com and womensbusinesstribe.com. All the information there, I tell you, I've been on there on and off all the time. It's really simple, very easy to navigate, and you'll be glad you did. Annie Givens, thank you so much for today. This, my friends, is your show for this week. Secret Women's Business will be back next week for another show with the gorgeous Annie Gibbons. And that's your lot. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.